0: You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Campers. the shit is about to go down are you ready this is it my friends i was hoping to get another podcast done before the big weekend but i think this will have to do uh however my guest today is percussionist andy farig from umphreys mcgee uh, we're going to start out with some last minute camp news the schedules are out uh my suggestion is to start with the app Get your initial lineup set with everyone you want to see. Then you can see any overlaps or hard decisions that you'll have to make. And then when you get all that figured out, print that shit out and save your battery on your phone for photos of good times at the fest. And uh, if you're a regular fest goer, just do yourself a favor and buy a battery brick that you can get three or four charges from. Totally worth it. Uh, Don't think you're going to go out to your car and charge your phone because once you're in, you're not going to want to do that. Your car might be far away um, and speaking of, for any uh, newcomers uh, cell service is usually good through Thursday in my experience uh, but gets pretty iffy when the full crowd rolls in on Friday which can make communicating with your friends a little difficult sometimes so uh, just you know uh, expect that maybe make backup plans you know meet at the tree by wherever or meet at the whatever falafel stand you know uh, that's been my experience I had uh, AT&T for a long time. I have Sprint now, so uh, take that for what it's worth. And more news, uh, we've reviewed uh, about 50 applicants for the new counselors, for the new camp counselors, and three have been chosen. Uh, First up we have Camp Counselor Sam. This will be Camp Counselor Sam's eighth consecutive summer camp. He's from Carbondale, Illinois, and he just graduated from Southern Illinois University after studying journalism and philosophy. He likes to spend his time doing uh, community work, uh, dancing, and making new friends. So uh, welcome to Sam. Camp counselor Zach is next. Zach is a freelance cinematographer and photographer living in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He travels all over the US to attend music festivals and camp and explore. He's been to summer camp the last two years and says it's his favorite festival. So welcome, Zach. And last but not least, we have camp counselor Ashley. Ashley is a full-time and freelance digital marketer based out of Missouri. Her father raised her going to festivals and listening to Mo, so for her, falling in love with summer camp was inevitable. This will be her fourth year, and she said she has plans to do it up big. So, welcome to all the new counselors.
1: So what do you say, Alan?
2: You gotta understand, it's, it's just not our normal beat.
1: Yeah, we
2: don't do that. It's not our beat. Guys,
1: on. guys! This is Rock and Roll World magazine. Are we just gonna cover Rock and Roll?
3: Or are we gonna cover the world? Yeah. She's got a point. We gotta cover the world. That's in the title. Rock and Roll title, World. 5,000 words on summer camp. Make it count.
0: So uh, the late nights went on sale and were sold out right away as usual. Uh, There's some discussion going around about how the wristbands work, and I want to try to clear that up here uh, for the few of you that it may affect, and I also put a post on on the Facebook page. Um, On the last podcast, I mentioned that I sometimes give away my late-night wristbands. What I just found out is this, Uh, and this is the same as it's been in years past. The extra late-night wristband that you get is a backup. And it is all the actual ticket into the show has always been encoded into the main RFID chip in your wristband for the fest. Now that doesn't mean you should just blow off that other wristband, definitely have that wristband, but it is encoded into technically encoded into the RFID chip for the for the three day wristband. Now, patrons can still trade and transfer late nights, but you have to do it at the box office and get the main wristband re-encoded. A pain in the ass? Yes. But it's worth ensuring getting into that late-night show that you really want to see. And it's probably worth the trouble, uh, especially if you're paying for that late-night show, if you're, if you're offering to pay someone. Uh, my offer still stands. If I do give away a late-night wristband, I will either accompany you to the box office to get your RFID chip re-encoded, or uh, I'll just walk you up to the gate. Um, so that that offer still stands
3: we've got the hottest underground rap and rock these bands will kill. jesus nightmare
1: with performances by but one sneaky priest dj Vladdy
3: diva the black wiggers eagle eye cherry and a very special acoustic set by mrs potato, potato Dick! <laughs>
0: Okay, on to other stuff. Uh, so if, if there's any drummers who tuned in to this podcast today just to hear Andy, I feel like this is a good place to point out that Led Zeppelin two was recently snuck into the lineup. And uh, for some of you out there, you might know that the, uh, the drummer for Scamp Veterans 56 Hope Road was Greg Fundus, who is now the drummer for Zeppelin II. Uh, he also did a stint with Old Shoe. Uh, Now, I may be biased from years of seeing uh, 56 Hope Road, but for my money, Fundus is one of the best drummers out there, so make sure you catch Zeppelin Two at Summer Camp 2018. And uh, speaking of 56 Hope Road, they recently had a 20th reunion show, and 56 Hope Road was always a big thing for me at Summer Camp, and they were a staple part of the fest in the early days. Uh, So I'm going to give you a quick taste of their 20th anniversary show a couple weeks ago at Martyrs in Chicago. Uh, because I think it's kind of uh important to the, the foundation of, of this festival. Will
3: they say this will surely change? The nature of the sea.
0: Again, that was 56 Hope Road. And if that lead singer sounds familiar to you and you have young children in Chicago, you might know him. Uh, that's Dave Hamilton. Uh, you might know him as Mr. Dave. Uh, he's got a music school in Chicago. If you do have young kids in the city and, um, and you don't know about him, go go check out his music school. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to the interview. Uh, like I said, my guest today is Andy Farrig from Umphreys McGee. I want to thank him for taking the time to talk to me. And uh, here's the interview. Stick around after the interview for the Jam of the Week.
1: Hello, summer campers. I am here with Andy Farragh of... Um Breeze McGee how you doing today, Andy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic i uh on this podcast, the first question for every guest is what was your first concert um or more importantly, what was the first concert that had an impact on you
2: well, uh let's see to be technical here uh my dad uh, still is, but uh growing up. From the time I was born, he's been a uh, concert promoter uh, putting on shows uh, with acts from the 50s and 60s, kind of Motown doo-wop stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, my first concert, I was probably, you know, one being brought up on stage or whatever at the end of the show. They'd always, like, bring everybody out. Uh, I I grew up around uh, uh, doo-wop and uh, oldies music. Now, the first show that, like, I actually wanted to go see was probably, I was in, like, 6th or 7th grade. I went to go see uh, DOS FX, Redman, (laughs) and EPMD at Star Plaza Theater.
1: Fantastic. In Maryville, Indiana.
2: Yeah. Yeah what of, of those three who who were you
1: most there to see because i got I gotta cut somebody in as your first concert so who who are you most excited
2: about um probably at the time uh at that specific time DOS Effect had you know they had their hit a couple hits out at that time they' are probably the most popular at that time
3: everybody get up. Get up. Yeah. We gon' the script, check it, it out. Is, you know my man gon' set hey, on, check it. I got that open up, boom, boom, boom. Put out your phone. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. You yeah. feet, coming it from here. I got to Peter I like one of uh-huh. uh-huh. those yeah. though, because yeah. I'm a super guy, yeah. it, yeah. I, yeah. I gave her hoops, ain't no crazy. Now you got the crazy, crazy with the books. I want to, diggity-o, on my diggity-o. Shoot, do, you hoo Grab your rules, or your treats, my meat. I drop
1: Um, so that was in Maryville, and you, um, did you grow up in South Bend, Indiana?
2: No, I grew up in Crown Point, Indiana.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, in Crown Point, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then did did you meet the the rest of the guys from Umphreys in South Bend or in Chicago?
2: I uh, met them in South Bend. I, I, well, I went to high school with our original drummer, Mike uh-huh. and, Uh Once When he went to Notre Dame, that's how I met up with all those guys, just from hanging out with Mike at Notre Dame and stuff. At what
1: point did you guys move up to Chicago or did, or did you?
2: Yeah. Well, the band formed in South Bend. Uh, yes. You know, people going to school there, uh, Jake and Brendan are from South Bend, but we all moved to Chicago from South Bend in 2000. Cool.
1: And so, uh, let's see, I, you know, in the, in the early days of you guys, um, you and I are, I'm just a year older than you, I think. Um, I I used to get Umfries and the Big Woo confused all the time, which is uh-huh. kind of laughable now when you look at at, at the uh-huh. two bands. Um, it, no, nothing against Big Woo, of course, uh, but you guys have gotten so big. Does it set in how, how you know, when you look out at the sea of people, is, are, are you used to
2: that? Has it been long enough now, or
1: can you ever get used to that?
2: I mean, yes and no. I mean, I mean uh I mean, I guess personally, I'm just out there to, I want to play music, you know. Yeah. However however many people show up, that's cool. Uh, You know, because we still, you know, we play a lot of festivals and we play Red Rocks every year. And those are some of our bigger crowds that we play to. But, you know, we play shows that are on a much smaller scale as well. So we get get that full spectrum, you know. So it really doesn't let us uh, get too... You know, comfortable with like being an arena band where we're playing in front of thirty thousand people every night. You know, so, yeah, that's okay. true. And you played the Park West for your DB or for your CD release, so that's that's fairly small. Yeah. Cool. yeah, we like playing those uh, more intimate shows too because um, uh, a lot of them are you know like these cool theaters that are, were actually built for sound. You know, they're built to sound good. They're built for music. You know, it's the ironic thing where you know, you get to a certain level, you start playing, uh, venues that aren't even made for music and sound horrible. Yeah. You know, yep. it's like the most popular music that everybody wants to see is, unfortunately, they're seeing them in like places that don't sound good at all.
1: What, what
2: do you think? Uh,
1: I assume you're pretty familiar with most of the venues in Chicago. And i and this is just a question out of curiosity for me. What, what venue would you say has the best sound in Chicago? I have an um, answer from a fan perspective.
2: Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, auditorium theater definitely. The way that's set up is really acoustically. Uh, it's well, I mean, it was built way back before you know they had a bunch of these great sounding PAs, uh-huh. so I mean, they had to have like these operas and stuff project the sound, and so the way it's built is like it's like an acoustically like perfect thing, I guess. I mean.
1: From from a fan perspective, the the sound system at Old Town School of Folk Music is just pristine and perfect. But um, it's also not the most fun place to see a show in terms of why I like to stand. So and it's more of a sit down theater. But so um, you guys have eleven studio releases, including the original Greatest Hits. And I should mention for the Summer Camp fans that there was a live DVD that you guys put out from Summer Camp 2011. And your newest album is called It's Not Us. Uh do you have any insight on that
2: for our listeners? Uh yeah, it's our it's our new album and we recorded most of it at uh Ivy Lab Studios in Chicago here. And um various other overdubs at uh Jake's studio and at um our engineer uh slash uh producer Greg Majors uh studio down in Nashville, and um, it was the first time we did a little different recording-wise. We tried to track as much live stuff as we possibly could, as opposed to in the past week, like, always tried to get at least the drum track down, mm-hmm. and then we can add on from there later. Uh, we tried to get down as much live stuff as we could to use, and you know, to get that live feel, you know, of, of all of us playing together in that moment. And so usually for me, in the past, percussion comes last. It's like the last thing to, after everything's laid down, I can go and kind of listen and see what spaces and stuff I can, I can uh, jump into. Here I, I did a lot of my stuff live while we were tracking drums as well, so uh, that was pretty cool.
3: When it was quiet on the-
1: Well, we'll jump to summer camps. Uh, Umphrey's McGee has played fifteen summer camps, and this will be your sixteenth. Um, started from summer sessions, which was a which was a touring thing, and then uh, Mo kind of decided they wanted to stay put. And then in two thousand three, Umphrey's joined them. But somewhere early on, it became both a Mo and Umphrey's festival. Is there is there some particular part of summer camp that you look forward to every year? Or?
2: Uh yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, this is our sixteenth year playing summer camp, so it's just like we can look forward to this, this festival that has grown tremendously over the years. And uh the lineup's great this year. Yeah, you know, you- I just look forward to seeing the same same guys. You know, you always see the Mo Guys every year and a bunch of the other uh bands that play there every year, so it's just good uh it's good hang too.
1: Well, uh I got a, I got a number of questions from the other camp counselors. Um, one one who said, uh, that he's a drum nerd and I should probably preface this with that. But, um, camp counselor, Matt wanted to know who your top influences are, uh, percussion and kit wise.
2: Yeah. And, um, and do you
1: ever use a kit, a drum kit?
2: I do. Uh, my favorite, uh, uh, inspirational, definitely. Uh, Players would be Giovanni Hidalgo. He's like considered one of the best congueros in the in the world. Basically, Uh, I was fortunate enough to have a couple uh, do a couple lessons with him in Berkeley College of Music. You know, people like him, people like Alex Acuna. There's a guy called uh, Horatio Negro Hernandez. And he's, uh, he plays drum kit. Oh, amazing. Amazing drummer. Uh, very in- influenced, uh, drummer. Yeah, you know, like all those technical guys, especially the guys from Santana, um, Carl Perrazo, Mark Winones from Allman Brothers, those guys funny from Widespread, you know, I draw inspiration from all those guys, you know. Anytime I can watch other percussionists play live, yeah, uh, it's, it's always a chance to learn, you know. The, uh, the drummer for Keller Williams
1: last year, his name escapes me, but he was a madman. Oh,
2: um, Rodney? It was a Rodney? Yes, Holmes. Rodney. Yeah, Rodney Bones. Yeah, he, yeah, he's awesome. He, he used to play for Santana.
1: Yeah, that, that's what
2: made me think of it actually. When you uh, said Santana, yeah, it was amazing.
1: Uh, Matt also asked, "Do you rap often? And do you have a secret library
2: of beats?" Uh, I don't rap, but I, I have a ton of beats that uh, a lot of people have never heard. Does that
1: work in the same way as like a phrase in songwriting? You, you're kind of you have it in the back of your head, and then you're waiting for the right song for them.
2: Uh, I, I don't know for me it's just uh it's just more of like a brain exercise type thing for me uh being able to just create melodies simple melodies and beats and stuff I don't know if I have like a goal in mind for like releasing or anything like that it's just kind of like a little hobby that I do
1: Well um I also have this question from from the same team counselor Matt, uh, who is the drummer for Crossside and Fishless, and he said, "Do you want to sit in with Crossside and Fishless?" And then his second question was, "Will you please just do it?" So
2: well, it, it all depends on uh, what day and what time <laughs> set times. Yeah, they usually play uh,
1: very very late in the in the uh, sunshine tent. Uh, yeah, we were supposed to last year. We were going to jump on trampolines to um, a, like a you enjoy myself interlude for for you know the fish song where they jump on trampolines. And uh, they we were supposed to do it at like 2 a.m. and I think it ended up being at 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, if I wasn't jumping on a trampoline, I would have been passed out long before that.
2: I'd be more likely to wake up early to play at 4 a.m. than I would be to stay up to 4 a.m. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. That I had I known, maybe that's what I would have done. Yeah. So I won't make you commit to that, but you you, you should know that the invitation has been uh, cool. extended. Um cool. but, sp- speaking of getting up early, uh, will you be uh taking on Stasic and Kickball this year? Uh probably not, no. <laughs> yeah, I've uh I have actually never made it up for that kickball, but it, it seems to be a popular activity at summer camp for uh, people listening. Definitely check out the early morning kickball with Humphries yeah. McGee.
2: Yeah, no, I've heard I've heard good things, but uh, I think those are best best uh, used for uh, you yeah. know Stacy and his crew. We got that <laughs> locked down. Um,
1: let's see. Camp counselor Sasha asked, uh, "What did you think when the fans started doing the uh, castanets bit on Plunger?" I guess, when did that
2: start? I believe it was when we were recording it. Kevin, our uh, former sound engineer, now uh, co-manager, he went, took a trip to Spain and came back with some castanets for me. And, you know, I'd just gotten them. And so I think it was just one of those things where it's like this whole section here that needed something and you know I don't know I just had this new instrument I was like hey let me try this out and uh stuck
0: summer camp let me hear you out there huh
1: camp counselors ask what's your earliest memory of
2: summer camp i remember uh like the first or second year probably i think it was like the first year we played there Just being super excited to be playing summer camp with this awesome lineup of all, you know that we looked up to and that we looked up to and uh you know having all our friends there uh yeah was, uh, those early early years are definitely fun times still yeah fun, still fun now but you know it was fun
1: to see you all uh, switch that year, mid mid song.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was you know for us that was like super cool you know to like I said <laughs> I to do that with to have uh, the band that we looked up to. You know, um,
1: I think this year I might try because I've always been curious about it. The headphones and snow cones. Do you want to just tell people what that is, real quick? Uh,
2: yeah, basically it's. Um, you rent a pair of headphones and a, a wireless pack that uh, you get the soundboard mix uh, sent to that wireless pack. So you're basically you know, you're walking around with headphones in a little pack that goes on you know, in your pocket or whatever, and you can walk anywhere in the venue and get that uh, soundboard mix. And, uh, you know, people love it. And actually, people tell me specifically that they're able to hear me a lot better too, because of uh, how precise you know you're getting that headphone mix. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, people seem to be enjoying it.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a great idea. I was telling somebody about it the other night, and they, I, I said, you know, I never tried it. I I think I have to at least give it a try. I mean, I I I love having the experience of people around me, but you can still see. I, I it's hard for me to imagine actually. <laughs> I mean still having that vibe of the people around you but
2: getting a direct patch to the soundboard. I mean that's so. basically it's basically how we're hearing on stage too, you know. Like we have in ears that basically close off all, you know, actual stage volume or whatever. And you know, sometimes I have to can't really hear the crowd as much, so you gotta kinda, you know, take out an ear air or whatever. But you know, I think if you uh if you're, like, super serious about the, the sound quality and you want to hear, like, every little nuance, it's, it's the total way to go.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's something that I just want to experience. Um, I, I don't know if I'll like it or not. I, I've never been able to wear um, earplugs. I had them custom-made, and I just, I, I just can't. When I go see a live show, I just feel like it's ruining the show for me. So uh, I, I think this might be a good compromise, actually. controlling the volume yeah well i know we have uh i promised you I'd, i'd get you out of here quickly and um i know you're a busy man i will just tell people that your uh tour takes you to new york rhode island and hampton and then we'll see you at summer camp and if people want to find you you uh The band's website is just U M P H R E Y S. U-M-P-H-R-E-Y-S.com. Yep. And you guys, uh, later in the summer, you'll be at the Mountain Music Fest in West Virginia, Electric Forest, and, of course, three nights at Red Rocks. That's right. Uh, Let everyone know that, and uh, thanks again for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We will see you at summer camp. All
2: right. Later.
0: Summer Camp, look at you. You did it again. Thank you all so much for coming out. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. Okay, thanks again to Andy Farig for taking the time to talk to me. That last jam was Umphreys with their song, Wife Soup, from Summer Camp 2015. On to the jam of the week. Now, I mentioned in the interview... Uh, the year where they all switched with Mo, but I forgot to bring up a couple of my favorite performances from Umphreys over the years, in- including uh, Huey Lewis and the Rumors, where they did a set with Huey Lewis, who, who recently had to cancel his tour, his entire tour for the summer, due to an inner ear disease that has left him partially deaf. So I wish a speedy recovery to Huey Lewis. And I didn't mention one of my favorite Scamp sets, which was God Boner, and for those of you who weren't there, Godboner was a set with Gene Ween of Ween as the lead vocalist, with Umphrey's backing. And so our jam of the week will be Godboner from the Sunshine Stage in 2015, doing Ween's Voodoo Lady. That's
3: a smoke.
0: Thanks, y'all, for listening. I will see you at camp. Hey, everyone, uh, check your brake lights. You know, drive the speed limit. Be real careful coming in sisters park and we'll see you there family. Keep an eye out for the nitrous monkey.